Alec Baldwin ignored the number one rule of gun safety, according to Hollywood weapons expert. But let's get right into this story, because this is actually a pretty interesting story. So Alec Baldwin, who accidentally killed his cinematographer on the set of his film, Rust, should have never pointed a gun at another human, even if he believed it was safe, Hollywood safety experts told the Post. And the thing is, I kind of agree with this, right? Because you never really point even a a supposedly dangerous weapon at someone. Like, you just don't do that. And I know people have seen, like, that meme of, like, Will Smith basically, like, you know, basically getting a gun pointed to him by a co-worker or crew member, and he immediately basically dismantled it, made sure that there was nothing inside it, and then put it back together, and then gave it to the person. Now, that could have just been, like, a promo for the movie Bad Guys or Bad Boys or whatever, right? But that principle is still the same, right? When it comes to weapons of any kind, it's always safety first and then proceed because no matter which way you think about it, whatever comes out of that gun, you're basically responsible for because you pulled the trigger, right? So that's something that people really need to understand, like, this can get a very serious situation for Alec Baldwin because he was the one that pulled the trigger and a gun is literally just a tool. So the actor is now likely to face a gauntlet of legal challenges, including possible criminal charges as both the man who pulled the trigger and as the executive producer responsible for set safety, legal experts said. So loaded or unloaded, a weapon never gets pointed at another human being. Hollywood firearms consultant Brian Carpenter of Dark 30 Film Services told The Post. Baldwin, who is 63, fired a prop gun that killed Helena, Helena Hutchins, 42, and injured the film's director, Joel Souza, on the Rosette in Santa Fe NM on Thursday. So for safety, all live firearms used in TV and film productions are typically aimed at a dummy point, not at equipment, cast, or crew. Carpenter noted guns, he said, are never aimed at a person. Because the main reason why they would not like aim a gun at a person to begin with is because even with those, um, basically the dummy rounds, they can still cause harm or damage to another person or thing. Right? This is why there's so many like green screens basically in place nowadays for like the special effects for movies because it limits the risk that all these actors end up putting themselves into. Right? And it's even very rare for a lot of actors to even really do any of their own stunts because pretty much they can basically just CGI a lot of things. Right? So typically, you shouldn't really even have to aim. A weapon at anyone because you could pretty much just edit everything to make it look extremely believable in basically after edits for all these films so it doesn't really make sense that he would actually have to fire an actual weapon to begin with when there should just be so much special effects and editing to make it look believable anyways 
so you never let the muzzle of a weapon cover something you don't intend to destroy, said Carpenter, whose New Orleans-based firm has worked on the sets of scores of TV and film productions. All guns are always loaded, even if they are not. Treat them as if they are. Former filmmaker and former U.S. national shooting team member Peter Lake put the blame on Baldwin. The book stops with Alec Baldwin on every level, he told the Post. It looks very bad for him. At least the captain of the Titanic had the good sense to go down with the ship. Now, again, this can be like seen as like a lot of different ways, right? You could have the conspiracy theory view of like, hey, was he set up? Was there someone in the crew that did not like how they were being treated that set this whole thing up? Could he have done it purposely for some other weird, you know, undisclosed reason that would have to probably be investigated? Could he have just been basically lazy in his checks and basically just, you know, agreed to do whatever the prop person ended up saying, right? There's a lot of different ways to really look at it, but the way to really look at it is in the grand scheme of things, a gun cannot just randomly kill someone, right? It can only kill someone if someone ends up pulling the trigger, meaning no one would have died that day if Alec Baldwin did not pull that trigger. So that's something to really think about, right? These guns are a tool, and they were misused in this TV promotion. Now, that being said, you got to really ask yourself as well, why at all is there a live round in a gun used for a movie set? Why is that even there in the first place? That gives you a whole bunch of different other questions. Because like, hey, is this now like an actual criminal case or is this just negligence, right? Because the fact that it has a live round on a Hollywood set is sketchy, okay? So Baldwin was told it was safe to use the prop gun minutes before he fired the round that fatally struck Hutchins a warrant application from the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office says. And at the time, Hutchins was behind a camera operator's monitor looking over the operator's shoulders, a source close to the crew told the Los Angeles Times, and Souza was behind them. Crew had yet to retreat to the video village, an area set up for crew to watch from a distance, the paper reported. So assistant director Dave Hawes didn't know the firearm had a live round in it, announcing it was a cold gun when he gave it to Baldwin, the court papers say. Still, Baldwin may face serious legal trouble, possibly including negligent manslaughter. Joseph Costa, an attorney with Costa Law in Los Angeles, told The Post. As an executive producer, you are in a position of control and you can get prosecuted criminally, he said. It's the equivalent of drinking and driving, meaning someone may not have intended to cause great harm, but they do. Not only that, I mean, the family members, the husband of the person that ended up, you know, dying, should really just end up filing lawsuits because at the bare minimum, this whole set, this whole production is going to be held liable, right? Because that is just 
at minimum, pure, gross negligence, right? Like, you literally killed someone on a set for basically a country movie, like a Western movie, right? So New Mexico criminal attorney Erlinda Johnson, a former state and federal prosecutor, said that actor faces possible criminal liability for involuntary manslaughter. All the state needs to demonstrate is that he was engaged in a lawful but dangerous act and did not act with due caution, she said, which is basically what it looks like happened, right? What is the most likely scenario? Now, that's what the state has to prove for involuntary manslaughter, which is a fourth-degree felony with a maximum penalty of up to 18 months in prison. She speculated that Baldwin may argue that someone handed him the gun, but then, well, it was incumbent upon him, since he was handling the gun, to make sure there were no rounds. Clearly, someone didn't do their due diligence, she said. They should have been checking those guns to make sure there were no live rounds. An LA defense attorney, Dennis Baldwin, predicted that anyone running that set will be sued. Yes, Alec Baldwin was the main producer, but it might be found out that another producer did more to cut corners. I don't think there will be anything as bad as a murder charge, but this is going to be a legal nightmare for Baldwin, she said. Yeah, I'd say so. So the production was reportedly troubled over its firearms and general safety on the set. So the prop gun had misfired twice on October 16th and once the week before, according to LA Times. And union workers said the set was plagued by safety issues, prompting them to walk out in the hours ahead of Thursday's tragic shooting. And experts also claimed that live ammo should never have been on the set to begin with. And I agree. Like, why on earth? Is there a live round on the set or anywhere near the set? Like, it just does not make sense. So I can't think of any reason there would be a live round anywhere on the set, Lake said. They are generally prohibited from movie sets. There's no explanation I can think of why there would be a live round in a gun on set. You certainly wouldn't have it in the hands of an actor. So again, you know, feel free to give your thoughts, but... Another thing to really take like from this story, it's not just the fact that he's most likely going to be held uh, liable and the set is going to be held liable, but this is why if you are a business or a individual with a high net worth or basically anyone that pretty much exists where people will end up relying on your income, right? You need good life insurance or just insurance in general, like maybe an umbrella insurance policy because it helps mitigate the massive, basically, explosion that this is going to cause, right? So for the set or like the movie production company, right, that actually is making this movie that is basically going to be held responsible for all this, or at least in part of it, they... I'm assuming probably have very good insurance to cover situations like this, right? Which in doing so ends up protecting basically the executive producers, potentially protect Alec Baldwin. Now, Alec Baldwin may end up having his own insurance on top of that, which ends up protecting himself from being basically personally, like personally liable for all the damages, right? Meaning that 
you know, most likely he will not lose any of his houses or his basically massive net worth or all that kind of stuff, right? Maybe he might still have to do time or might not. But in the grand scheme of things, if he ends up having like really good insurance, he's most likely going to be protected. And also the family members of the individual that end up dying would still get a very good payout. Obviously not anything that could necessarily cover the cost of a loved one, right, of their life, but potentially would end up having a situation where even though she's not there, she could still end up basically helping out the rest of her family in the end, right? It's kind of like a situation where, like another way to look at it, right? Let's say that you have a husband and a wife or husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever, situation is right but you have let's say two kids right and let's say that one person ends up making a lot more money than the other one right so let's say that one spouse makes like a hundred grand per year after taxes and the other spouse only makes like 20 grand a year after taxes right but you live on each other's combined income right well if the individual who makes a lot of money ends up passing away, well, the left spouse, right, the spouse that's left over is basically screwed and their kids are basically screwed if they did not have a good life insurance policy on the spouse that ended up making six figures a year, right? So that's the way to really look at it, right? Look at things in the, like, future. You always want to, like, prepare for the worst but always hope for the best. And anything in life and you really need to do that especially with like life insurance right like now if you're like an 18 year old where like there's no one really necessarily caring about your income you don't need to spend money on life insurance health insurance yes but not life insurance so this is the thing that you should really like uh learn from this whole situation whether it be business or your individual life or your family life really think long and hard if people basically rely on your income and if they do make sure to get very good life insurance so that if something were to happen to you in such a super freak potentially accident your family will still be protected right by the way if you want to learn how to get out of debt go to 40inbox.com and feel free to give your thoughts about this whole fiasco hey This podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.